Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. For this very simple, intuitive practice of being aware of awareness. So checking in on the awareness that is present to bring that knowing into consciousness, to bring attention to what we find when we ask, is awareness present? Am I aware? So in order to hold the knowing and yet relax around that at the same time, It's often helpful for me to, to take a little inventory of what awareness is aware of. So awareness is aware of the sound of birds in this environment. Sound of cars and the road a little ways off. Aware of the, the feel of the back of this chair. Actually, there's a, there's a pillow, then the back of the chair. Aware of the, the feeling of leaning back against that. The feeling of being supported by the chair. There's, of course, awareness of this body. The feet stretched out before me and the legs somewhat straight. The torso, the trunk up to the shoulders, the arms, the neck, the head. There's awareness of the entirety of the body. And there's awareness that I'm aware of the body. That awareness is broader than the body. That the body has this a firmness to it, a, a clear beginning and end, a boundary. 
and that awareness broader than the body is aware of those boundaries as well as the space around the body. There's awareness of space on the porch. Of the space inside the screens and the contiguous space outside the screens. Then the screens. And I am aware that I'm aware of that. I am looking from the awareness. That is aware of the space. Not only within the porch and within the house connected to it. but the space of the walls and the space of the space outside the walls. So there's a, there's a firmness to the walls There's even a, a thinner but distinct firmness to the screens. There's a solidness, a thingness. And I'm aware of that. When I look at the awareness that is aware of that, there is not a solidness. There is not a firmness. There is not a thingness. And yet, I'm aware of it. So I'm aware of the a thingness of the objects, the body, the walls, the screen. And I'm aware that I'm aware. And there's awareness that the awareness doesn't have a thingness to it, doesn't have a solidness. just is.
So when I open my eyes and look at the objects that populate awareness, I'm looking at the bird feeder. There's a beginning and there's an end. and aspects of it change. I'm aware of the bird feeder and I'm aware that I'm aware. But when I turn back inward, to look at that awareness. I can find no beginning and no end. I can't find a form to it, a thingness. can't find an it. I can't find any aspect that's solid. So when I, when I look at the bird feeder, I'm looking through the eyes. I'm aware of the bird feeder. And I'm aware that I'm aware. When I close my eyes, No longer seeing the bird feeder. Because the eyes were being used. It was, I was perceiving it. It was part of perception. But when I close my eyes, I'm still aware that awareness is here. The knowing of awareness is unaffected by the opening or closing of the eyes because it's not mediated by the senses. The knowing of awareness isn't a function of perception. It's not an indirect experience. It's a direct experience, not mediated by anything, just known. And the knowing of awareness it, it's not only known to be instant, it's known that it's it's not mediated by thought, by concepts, by past learning, by comparisons, by expectations. There simply is no thinking to it. 
It's a direct knowing. It's direct experience. It's experiencing awareness directly, unmediated by the senses or through thinking, through mind. So when, when we ask, when it's asked, when, when the question arises, who am I? What am I? There's two platforms to go to. The one platform is perception to the senses and the mind memories. And that can generate all manner of answers. Many of which could have a relative truth to them. But the other platform we can go to that's available is to know directly, unmediated by the senses, by the mind. Because the, the question isn't, what do you perceive yourself to be? Who do you perceive yourself to be? What do you perceive yourself to be? That would bring all the answers in the former category, going up through the senses and through mind. But when, when the question doesn't ask for perception, when the, when the question just asks very directly, who are you, what are you? A very kind of instantaneous answer or words that arise is I am. Not like I'm pointing to the I am. It's this concept I learned. It's very, but it's not that. It's not the thinking about it. It's not the memory of it. It's not the perception of having an I am kind of in me or as me. It is a knowing that arises, not an answer that is arrived at. It's just what is recognized as what is. But recognize from within, recognize from that second platform and even platform is kind of clumsy and clunky, but it's just a way to delineate two different ways of knowing.
and the practice of being aware of awareness. One way to describe it could be noticing perception, noticing mind, noticing historical data points and linear content, specific details, emotionalized perception, that all of that arises and falls, has a beginning and an end, changes constantly. On this other platform that just is. May just rise up. And if attention is relaxed enough, no longer fixated on whatever uh, object arises. When outward focus is softened or relinquished or surrendered or relaxed, it's this other platform that just, it, it can feel like it arises but it doesn't come from somewhere else and then like appear. It is seen directly to have just been veiled. It's known instinctively, intuitively as that which has always been here. what we are the awareness that we are is known to have always been here We can check to see if that knowingness that direct inner confirmation does that have a form? Does that have a boundary, an edge? Does that have a, like a firmness to it, a solidity, a thingness? We can. confirm for ourselves in our own direct experience. That we can find no shape, no form, no boundary. Just find this light of pure knowing knowing itself as present, as presence. And there's a Fulgence to it. It is effulgent.
It is self-knowing, self-luminous, self-confirming. And because it's self-knowing, self-luminous, self-confirming, every one of us and I mean the broadest conception of us Every one of us not only has the capacity to recognize this, we are that. We're simply in a state of knowing it. We're not knowing it. This knowing is conscious or this knowing is veiled. The knowing this, this light of pure awareness that lights the way back to it, basically guiding it to it. It's this beacon that flickers if attention is occupied elsewhere. The flicker may not be seen for some time. But we're all destined to return. Because the truth of what we are always is. And we all have absolutely equal access to this. Because again, we are it. In the words of St. Francis, what we're looking for is where we're looking from.
So this practice of being aware of awareness is simply joining in common purpose to awaken in this moment to the knowing of the one true self. to source. And when we notice attention has gone outward, up to thoughts, down to sensations, out to objects. We need not do more than remember what we want. What is it that we seek to discern? Being conscious of one's intention, of the spiritual intention that grace has put in our hearts, as Muji puts it, grace has put this longing in our hearts. And it is that same grace that leads us back to the recognition that we are that of that. So we seek to discern one truth. and to rest in its embrace. We notice we are not embracing it. When we're really willing to surrender the outward thinking, perceptions, all the products of outward attention, when we let all that go for whatever period of time, recognize the resting. We recognize the embrace. We let go into the stillness. Into what is.
So I'll read a quote from Ramana Maharshi. The mind, bewildered, which mistakes the body for oneself, conceives the transient world of names and forms. Makes it seem real and lovable. And promptly entraps one in the strong, elusive bondage of desire. So again, this is Ramana Maharshi. The mind, bewildered, which mistakes the body for oneself, conceives the transient world of names and forms, makes it seem real and lovable, and promptly entraps one in the strong, elusive bondage of desire. Thank you. 
read that quote again and then I'll read what for me is the companion quote. It's not in, the, in order in the seven steps, but it's the one that feels most apt to contemplate after this first quote. So the first quote, the mind bewildered, which mistakes the body for oneself conceives the transient world of names and forms, makes it seem real and lovable, and promptly entraps one in the strong, elusive bondage of desire. And the second quote, the nature of this mind-created world, now seen in dreamlight dim, is truly known only in that bright being awareness, which transcends the mind's illusion. Read that second quote again. The nature of this mind created world, now seen in dream light dim, is truly known only in that bright being awareness which transcends the mind's illusion.
The nature of this mind created world now seen in dreamlight dim is truly known only in that bright being awareness which transcends the mind's illusion.
can we notice that the bright being awareness is what is. And it always is what is. Even when darkness and tightness and uncomfortableness is seen, is experienced, is known, is it not known by the being awareness, which is always bright in the sense that it, it illuminates that which attention is on. And we can we confirm that the being awareness, that's a hyphen, being awareness, being hyphen awareness. Well, we should have read it like that. Um, the being awareness doesn't require isn't mediated by the knowing of it isn't mediated by perception, by the senses by thinking We know being awareness directly, just from within, a knowing. We don't know it through something. It is known. It is knowledge, capital K. And even when this knowing is eclipsed by the pull of whatever the object is, or the samskara, or the trigger, what knows that this knowing is eclipsed? What knows that you're just not feeling so clear on a certain day? What knows that? And this is the resting part, right? This is the intention to discern the one true self and to rest in its embrace and the embrace might not feel the same all the time, but the embrace is being held by the knowing that being awareness is in fact illuminating the experience we're having. The only question is, is attention out-focused on the objects in consciousness, that which come and go, the experiential elements, the phenomenological elements, or is attention able to be turned inward on what sees that, what illuminates that? on the bright being awareness and rest there. And for myself, I can say sometimes that is available and sometimes it is not. So the real resting for me comes when it does not appear to be available to shift attention. It seems riveted on whatever the form is and I rest there, knowing that I, awareness, am aware of that. That I'm simply temporarily captured by the mind bewildered, which has mistaken itself for the body, is conceiving the transient world of names and forms is making it seem real and lovable 
and has temporarily and promptly entrapped my illusion of myself in the strong elusive bondage of desire, namely the desire to free myself from the strong elusive bondage of desire. What knows that? What sees that? Can I drop back, relax into that second platform, which is this direct knowing that being awareness is present? And I am that. I am, I am what's noticing all this. I am the screen on which it's all playing. I am the direct knowing of being awareness. And resting is available. And that concludes our hour. <laughs>